This is a bonus episode of the Build Your Best Family podcast. We are talking about how to survive all the family time. Today, I want to share with you a conversation I had with Dr. Wendy O'Connor. She is a positive psychologist and life coach. She teaches women how to overcome living on autopilot and design a life that is fulfilling using the science of happiness. A mutual friend of ours told me about her this summer, and I immediately started following her on social media. I love her daily dose of encouragement that she shares every day in her Instagram stories. She continually reminds me that my thoughts are optional and to set my intention on things that matter. She asked me to join her last week on an Instagram Live to talk about how to survive all the family time. It was good stuff, and I don't want you guys to miss it, so here it is. Afternoon, everybody. Happy Monday. How are you guys holding up? How was your weekend? I know for so many of us, it was different really different than we're used to our holiday weekends feeling. And I know that I felt it too. It was like, it felt as if, and I just posted about this, there was like this uh, meeting of the shoulds in your head about what your expectations would be for Easter, uh, which met the reality of what was. And so there is these expectations that we probably wished the weekend felt like, and it was met with the reality of what was. And that tends to cause a bit of a surge of some emotions. And I hope you guys weathered the storms and the crazy roller coaster uh, that we are all on at different points in time throughout the day. It is wild. So I am popping on. Every Monday, I'm popping on. Some Mondays are going to be joint lives that I share with you, a conversation that I have with a colleague, a friend, someone who can add tips and tricks and uh, different perspectives to our ability to thrive and flourish. And some weeks it'll be yours truly teaching you something. Today we have uh, the incredible Kimberly, who is going to be talking with me about how to survive all the family time. So Kimberly is a family culture coach, and I'll have her introduce herself to you in just a minute as well. But she can give us a fresh perspective on understanding how to navigate something that feels really different to a lot of families right now, which is a lot of extra time together. So let's have Kimberly join us in here. And let's see. All right, Kimberly, you should be good to go. Here she is. Hello. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, happy Monday. Yes, happy Monday. It's so good to talk to you. It is so good to talk to you too. I'm glad that we were able to make this work today on this beautiful, sunny Rhode Island morning. (laughs) Is it raining or sunny? It's (laughs) really rainy. It's really (laughs) rainy. Uh, It's super rainy and windy and stormy, but honestly, I know I'm in the minority here, but I actually really enjoy these days because you can, if you chose to, you can surrender to it and just let yourself enjoy the quiet, the peace, the rain, Mm -hmm. the candles, the music. It's just like, it's a more peaceful day than those sunny days. We feel like we need to get out and be productive. Oh, for sure. I absolutely let all my kids sleep in. I mean, it's spring break uh, this week for us, but I was like, I don't need to get you out of bed. Like just everybody relax. (laughs) Yeah. Take your time, get into the day. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's interesting everyone's doing spring break at different times right now. So there is Mm -hmm. like this, you kind of feel in the community, there is this kind of ebbing and and flowing to when we're needing to be active with our kids and doing distance learning stuff and when we can actually just relax as a family and chill out. But one of the things that I've noticed has come up a lot in my sessions with clients has been how to navigate all the mini storms under the larger umbrella of this pandemic. And one of the mini storms that comes up for a lot of my clients is how to navigate all the family time because we love it. It's wonderful until it's not, until it feels like (laughs) too much. Um, And so I was hoping we could talk today a little bit about how to navigate this. How can we make the most of the time we're together, but then also not feel suffocated or overwhelmed by it or just kind of encroached upon because our routines and our lifestyles are feeling so different right now. Yeah. So I think what's been key for us is setting a routine, Um, setting your intention in the beginning of the day and understanding when things are going to happen. And I know it's extremely difficult, especially when you have young kids to stick to a schedule. So if we shift our thinking from a schedule to more like a rhythm or a routine, we can start to build in certain points of the day that allow us to do the work we need to do, to take a breath, to take care of ourselves, um, and then to swing back and have fun together. And you know, it's not always going to go the way we think it's going to go. If we, you know, we all have kids, we know that's how it works. However, if we can sort of look at our day and figure out um, when are we going to work? When are we going to have lunch? When are the kids and everybody's going to get free time to go to their spaces and just do what they want to do? When are we going to come back? When are we going to have fun together? What's a priority and what's not a priority? Um, Deciding a lot of that ahead of time, I think helps us navigate the day, because I'm, what I'm finding is that there's a lot of decision fatigue. We think we have to keep coming up with something fun or new or the, we, we, the sense of having to have this all figured out. But if we can create a routine with our intention, we can create a framework and that allows us to go, okay, I know what's next, free time. Like, and then let go of the need to manage all of it. Yes. And that's something that just applies to everybody at any stage yeah. of life. It doesn't even need to be <clears throat> just in times of pandemic when it comes to managing family time, it's something I talk about with my clients all the time is how are you intentionally structuring your day so that you can allow yourself the ability to flow through it with much greater ease than trying to every moment figure out with yourself, what should I be doing? What do I want to do? What should I be doing? It just feels like a constant hamster wheel experience. So for you, do you do this with your family? Do you do you set your intentions as a family every morning, every evening, for the night before the next day? Do you do it and then kind of share this information with everybody else? How do you guys make those decisions? Yeah, so we actually have a weekly family meeting, which we were doing before this pandemic. We are meeting midweek too, because we need it. Um, but in those meetings, we just talk about like, what's, what's on the calendar? You know, maybe we don't have sports right now. Maybe we don't have music lessons, but we do have, we still have a, we still have tests. We still have, um, you know, for my kids, there's still obligations for their sports to be training on their own. So I'm like, what, what do you have going on this week? What do we have going on this week? Um, and we just sort of share with each other what our schedules are. Um, and then we also share our expectations about what we want to see from them. You know, like I have, um, tweens and teens. So just because you don't have school doesn't mean you're not going to make your bed. You still need to get up and you still need to make your bed. Even if you're going to go back and lay in it after your schoolwork's done, like what are our expectations? So we talk about schedule, we talk about expectations, um, 
for the most part, I set the intention for the day. And then like, as I see them in the mornings, I'm just able to say, Hey, like, you know, we want to, I want to try to read with you at some point today. Cause we didn't over the weekend. So let's plan around three o'clock that we're going to regroup and spend some time together. So continually setting an expectation. So that can be done on a weekly basis, but it can also be done on a daily basis. Um, as the parent, I'm still like steering the ship. So I pretty much set the intention, but I also look from fee- for feedback from them. And one thing I want to say about that is that like kids, even at a young age can give you feedback. And so even if you have younger kids, I mean, we've been asking our kids what they've thought, um, I, like since, since they were six, we started saying, well, what are you, what are you happy with? What's going right? What's going wrong? Like, what, what do you want to change? What's working for you? Um, you know, maybe not necessarily in that language, but I'm able to sit down with my kids and then go, this was awesome, mom. I'm glad we did this. I didn't like this. I mean, they'll be honest with you. And so getting feedback from them as a part of the process of creating my and setting my intention has been really, really helpful too, because they have a they have a voice and they and what they say matters and to be able to figure out how we um, do this as a family is really really important because we're all going through this together. Mm. So it sounds like collaborative, intentional structure mm-hmm. really helps lay the system or the foundation in place to make the yeah. week feel like it's going smoother. Mm-hmm. What about the moms? who feel like it's so much more togetherness, Mm -hmm. so much more interaction and daily experience. And to be honest, for a lot of moms, the daily interactions can feel triggering for some negative Mm -hmm. emotions, whether it's just frustration, more stress, more anxiety, um, irritability, whatever it is. What about, so if the system's in place and you're running things in a structured manner and you're collaborating with your family, you guys are mostly mm-hmm. on the same page, but it's still feeling like it's it's taking up so much energy because there's yeah. just inherently so much togetherness. Yeah. What would your recommendations be for kind of keeping your sanity in check while having uh, everyone present in the house at the same yeah. time? Yeah. Well, I think self-care is so much more important than ever before. Um, And we have to find new ways to take care of ourselves. And so I usually play tennis on Fridays and I usually go to the gym in the morning and that has gone away from me. So I go into triage mode because I think I have to take care of everybody and I have to remember to still take care of myself. So for me, that means making the hard choice to get up before everybody else does and just spending time looking at my calendar, um, reading in the morning, doing you know journaling, things that I do. Um, but it also looks like allowing myself to take a break in that, you know, at, at a certain time in the afternoon and allowing the kids to take a break and saying, everybody just go do your thing. I'm not going to micromanage how you're using your time. I don't have to like make sure you're doing something educational. Just go and let's just, <laughs> you know, like building into your rhythm times to have independence. And I think, um, I think even at a young age, our kids are capable of independence. And if they struggle with it, now is a great time to cultivate that within them because it's a really important um, thing to be able to do, to have creativity, quiet time, independence time. So that'll look different depending on the ages of your kids. But to be able to build that in to the rhythm of your day. Um, I think is really important because we do need space. And, you know, even with my spouse, he's here now all the time. Um, in the beginning, we had to have a talk about like, just because you're physically here doesn't mean you're available to me. 
So let's set the expectation about when we're going to reconnect and when you just need to be left alone. And we can mm-hmm. have that conversation with our spouse, but we can also have it with our kids. Um, be mm-hmm. honest and open with your kids. I mean, my my kids know when I'm like getting to that point where I'm like, I just need a time out. Like, <laughs> mom just needs a time out. Nobody did anything wrong. We just need to take a deep breath, relax and start over. Um, you know, because it sounds cliche, but we're running a marathon right now. Like we don't even know how long this is going to last. And so these rhythms are really, really going to matter in the long term. Yeah, totally agree. It's funny you say that too, because I just said that this morning is this is really a marathon. It's not a sprint. So the idea that we can just muscle our way through it Mm -hmm. or white knuckle our way through it is really going to bite us in the end. It's not going to allow us to hang in there. And so I think one of the biggest lessons I know that I've learned with my family, with myself, with running businesses, is that we need to really pace ourselves. And the way we pace ourselves in these days and this week is really different from the way we would have paced ourselves several weeks ago. And the ability to cultivate that adaptation muscle, the Mm -hmm. ability to roll with things in a different way to show up a little bit differently, to shift expectations, to adapt differently is what's really going to help us kind of bob back up to the surface. I think so many people are feeling like it's so hard to keep their heads above water because not only are they working, but now they're, Mm -hmm. they're distance learning and homeschooling their kids. Not only are they doing that and this, now their spouse is home 24 seven and they're interacting with their partner much more than they're used to. And not only are they doing all of those things, but they're still trying to keep a house going and laundry and cooking, cleaning. And it's just so much. I think a lot of my clients are feeling like I just feel kind of like I'm drowning in this. So we have to remember that what we have control over is how we show up for ourselves with self-care. And I like that Mm -hmm. you said you make the hard decision to get up before the kids. I think this is one of those times that it feels even harder to do because Mm -hmm. there isn't the urgency of getting out the door at X hour. So, you know, you have to do the self-care beforehand. There's more flexibility in our schedule, Mm -hmm. but we still need to stay committed to what we need and how to put our oxygen masks on first. So I love that idea of, and it echoes, you know, what I talk about so much is how do we greet the day? How do we take care of ourselves first? How do we end the day with the second bookend of the day? Mm -hmm. But you also had mentioned creating little times throughout the day for breaks or places where kiddos can be independent, depending on the age of the kids, obviously. But I found that a lot of moms will just fill that space. So the kiddos taking a nap or the kiddos watching a show, they'll fill that space with emptying the dishwasher, responding to those emails, throwing in a load of laundry. And the reality is, yes, all of those things could get done and will Mm -hmm. need to get done. But if we're not taking care of ourselves throughout the day and trying to remember that we need to empty our glass Mm -hmm. because we're going to fill up way quicker than ever before, it's going to make it so much harder to get through the Mm -hmm. second and third and 20th chapter of the day. The laundry can wait or can you schedule the chore time Mm -hmm. for a different time of day that doesn't interfere with self-care time? So it really does come back to that place Mm -hmm. of structure and intention. but you touched on something that I think would also be really helpful for our listeners to hear more about, which is not even just, so we covered the 
how to keep the house kind of running in a collaborative, structured way, just to keep sanity mm-hmm. and expectations. We talked about how to take care of ourselves and try to stay sane when there's just little mini, you know, tornadoes spinning around <laughs> us. But the third slice that I think comes up a lot is how to deal with so much um, partner time. So your spouse mm-hmm. is home now and they may be present, but unavailable, or they may be present and want to jump right in and start co-parenting or ch- changing the direction of the ship mm-hmm. that you might be typically used to being the primary captain on. So yeah. there's a, there's an opportunity there that I think a lot of couples are feeling intense stress right now because yeah. I think expectations aren't clear of who does what right now. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people under one roof. And so people aren't typically awesome about separating, you yeah. know, dividing and conquering and self-care practices for different people. Any tips that you would have for the couple piece of it? How to navigate yeah. the high stress right now that a lot of couples are feeling? Yeah. So, um, yeah, you mentioned it and I had mentioned it. There's a lot of um, checking in me and my spouse have to do with like, what are our expectations of each other? And what is our expectations of this time? Um, Getting rid of that false sense of availability that we have for one another. Like just because my husband's working from home doesn't mean he can empty the dishwasher for me and doesn't mean he's going (laughs) to bathe the kids. Like, you know what I mean? We still have to figure out, I mean, maybe it does mean that, but maybe it doesn't. Um, Depending on how your roles shift, I think flexibility is really important right now and being able to pivot. Um, You know, as you were mentioning earlier, and I think this has something to do with it too, like we should be able, we should be careful not to should all over ourselves. Like what should this time look like and what should we be doing? And like, who says, like, I even found myself the other day going, there's no one keeping score. Like I don't have to do quarantine in a particular way. Like I'm not even interacting with enough people that I could even brag about what I'm doing. Like there nobody, I need to do what works for my family and there's nobody telling me how it should be done. Um, And for us, and a lot of the work I do is helping families figuring out what their values are. Like, are you living out your values or are you meeting some expectation that you arbitrarily set for yourself? Um, Meaning like the specifics of what your day look like, right? So if we go back to our values, the values stay consistent, but how we live them out changes. So maybe consider in this season that there, as long as you're, um, you know, leaning into the values and the things that are important to you, you can let go of the way you used to do things a little bit because this isn't, this is a unique time. Um, So am I staying true to my values? Am I staying true to what's important to myself? And then being flexible with, with what that exactly looks like. So when you communicate with your spouse, um, it's been amazing for us when we can communicate with the language of our values and what's important to us, it eliminates so many arguments about the particulars, right? So if we can go back to saying, all right, we said this is really important to us and are we living this out or are we getting caught up in the nitty gritty because we're just tired and stressed and frustrated? And when you have that sort of language um, and you're tied back to like a greater purpose, you can begin to let go of some of the particulars, you know? And so, you know, for example, like with the family and teamwork, um, if we're all working together, does it matter that maybe we're doing different jobs in this season? No, because teamwork is the value we want to emphasize and we want to cultivate in our family. Um, you know, whatever you, those values are for you, being able to go back to them and keep them in the conversation is really, really helpful because um, we can get caught up on um what you should be doing, what I should be doing. And, and, and we have this expectation in our head. And unless we communicate it with one another, we're, gonna, we're all going to get stuck 
even the kids are going to get stuck because they're going to expect something from us we're not able to give right now. Like I've, for me, um, I've been really fortunate with older kids to say, you've got to step up. Like this is, this is, we're in new territory and it's okay. Um, but we've, we've got to work together. So this is what I expect from you. And then they're also able to say, this is what I need from you, mom. And mm-hmm. so the lines of communication, both with the spouse and the kids are really, really important as we navigate this. Sure. Yeah, it sounds like that's a great idea around uh, coming back to the values for sure. And one way that I, I could see this be becoming part of my family system or my relationship mm-hmm. with my husband is taking uh, five minutes on a Sunday evening to say, hey, how did last week go for us as a team yeah. or as a partnership? And what values do we want to to have at the forefront of this next mm-hmm. week. So, mm-hmm. d- so values can be different depending on what's going yes. on and what seems like the priority. And mm-hmm. so I can imagine that taking a five minute conversation with my husband every Sunday evening and just saying, Hey, what are the most important values? Like your values for this coming week or our marital values or family values mm-hmm. or my values. What are the mm-hmm. most important things that we want to prioritize this week? Like my husband yeah. might say, my value is to feel, I don't know, calm and, mm-hmm. you know, as calm as possible. Like I want to go mm-hmm. through this week feeling calm. I don't want us to have yeah. kind of all these waves of emotion if they're not necessary. And yeah. so one of the things I can do to help my husband's value of wanting to feel calm is mm-hmm. to even just touch base with them every day. Hey, yeah. what would it take today for you to feel calm? Like, is there anything yeah. I can do? This is one question that I remember when I had learned this one question, it was a game changer in my marriage. And the one question is, is there anything I can do to help you today? Mm-hmm. And so I could see adapting that to this value question, like based on your value of really needing this week to feel calm for you, is there anything that I can do that will help you feel calm today? Mm-hmm. And my husband could say, yes, actually, like if you just let me be the one that does the kids. Yeah you know, this, and then you can do that. It's like, okay, easy. We wouldn't have known that if we were mind reading, we need to actually have the conversation. And so, yeah, mind readings are really another important piece of it is just remember Mm -hmm. communication needs to be a priority and needs to be uh, understood by each of us, by every family Mm -hmm. member, but especially by the the leaders of the family as an opportunity to challenge the assumptions that we can read each other's minds, that we know what we should or shouldn't be doing or what our partner likes or doesn't. It's like we have a chance to stop and say, hold on a second. I can't read your mind. In fact, that's going to just, that's like more energy than I have right now. Mm -hmm. So let's just Mm -hmm. keep it simple and let's provide a space. At least that feels safe to check in with each other. And I've even done that with my husband. I'll say like at the end of the week on a Friday, I'll say, how did the week go? Like, how did we do this week? Did it feel like I did my part yeah. in helping you feel say, uh, you know, what is, what was the word? Calm, calm right? Yeah. Did I do my part? Do you feel like you achieved that? So yeah, the communication seems like an important piece. The other thing I'd add to that um, is, and this is something that's helped with my marriage too, especially during these times, is carving out time for fun with your spouse. Mm-hmm. So our date nights look a heck of a lot different than they did a month yeah. ago. And we need to, again, call on our strength of creativity 
to really design date nights that we can do from with the restrictions that we have put on us, but that are still happening. And I think that's another reason couples are feeling so stressed out is because they don't have their outlets anymore. They don't have their Mm -hmm. releases anymore. Mm -hmm. We don't have Mm -hmm. that Friday night to be like, I can't wait to catch up with you Friday night over drinks and dinner. Like, I can't wait to have that special time together. We don't have that. Now it's like, I don't want to catch up with you. (laughs) I'm exhausted. (laughs) Just put on the TV and just drown it out for the last hours of the day. So I think another thing I might add to that is just in addition to communication and values is really carving time that you put on the calendar like you would a regular date. You can save the money. You're not going out to dinner. You can save the money. You're not getting a sitter. And you can still play games or watch movies or have Mm -hmm. something I love to do with my husband is um, the questions games. Like write down a bunch of questions and like pull questions out and just ask each other things. Yeah. He's not always in love with the idea. It's pretty fun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Poor guy married a psychologist, so things are a little different. But that protection around the marital slice of our lives Mm -hmm. is also really important right now because that's probably one of the first things to go. Yeah. Yeah. You talked about earlier about like, how do we relieve that stress or that, that constant need to put out the fires. And um, for me, part of it is like having fun, like fun is a non-negotiable for us because it is the remedy that we need at the end of the day when we're feeling unsettled or we're feeling like all is not well. Um, We we've said, okay, it's seven o'clock. Like after we wrap up dinner, we're like, okay, it's your turn to pick the, the activity. And even if it's just for 20 minutes, we, put some music on. We let the kids pick the music they want to listen to. We play a game um, or we do an activity. And so we've made it definitely a non-negotiable with our family and with our, with my spouse, because um, you need, you need balance. It needs to be a part of the rhythm. It's a, it's part of self-care to be able to mm-hmm. laugh together and to be able to just for a moment detach um, and forget the situation that we're in and the circumstance we find ourselves in. Yeah. I love that. Um, I find that personally, Every morning or every week, I'm thinking, oh, I'm so glad we got a few new games for the family to play together. It's going to be so fun tonight to do that. And then after dinner and cleanup, I'm like, oh, my God, why did I think that was going to be such a fun idea? <laughs> right now, it feels like the last thing I want to do is have yeah. like another wave of energy to put towards yeah. a family game. Yeah, so yeah. I think that what's helped us is establishing it as a pattern. So it's not just like that, oh, this is really unusual and unique. So it feels like a lot more effort. Whereas if you just get accustomed to every evening around 7 to 7.30, it's just family game part of the night. And so Mm -hmm. you just take a lot of, again, like we talked about the beginning of our conversation, a lot of the guesswork out, like you don't have to be like, oh, what time should we do game night? Oh, it's going to be so hard and I'm so tired. It's just, oh yeah, that's right. Seven o'clock, it's game time. Who wants to pick? And just let it be a non- negotiable, but then also let it be something you don't have to invest so much energy in planning. Yeah. It's just an expectation. Yeah. We even have a rotation with our kids. Like we have a day of the week that each of them get to pick first because ever since they were little, we've been doing this forever. We fight over who takes the bath first, who gets to sit, you know, who gets to pick the music on the radio. Um, Now it's who gets to sit in the front seat because they're all big enough to sit in the front seat and they have a rotation. So like on Monday night, we know you know, my daughter's going to pick a game on Tuesday night. We know my other daughter on Wednesday. We know my son is like, there's no fighting over like, well, you always get to pick it. And I didn't, I mean, like deciding a lot of those things ahead of time just makes it so much easier 
to 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 do the things that we say are important to us and Agreed. to yeah just go with the flow and 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 yeah absolutely agreed agree I love it thank you so much Kimberly this is such a helpful conversation you know from for our audiences but also I feel like for us like it's so nice to kind of have the reminders and refreshers and perspective shifters of little things that we can control that can actually make a difference in the day like how we go through and experience these roller coasters or how we experience the groundhog day or how we experience the the shifts that we're all navigating. It's like, it's nice to have these just little reminders of tiny things that could make a big difference. It doesn't have yeah. to be that your whole world is turned upside down by this. For many people it is, and I'm not under, um, you know, I'm not dismissing the reality that is for many families, mm-hmm. but for those of us that can focus on what we're grateful for and what we have control over, there really are a lot of little things that can yeah. make this feel lighter and easier and even a little bit of fun. For sure. Absolutely. So thank you for sharing this yeah. time and space with me. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yay. Chat. Let's chat again soon. I love okay. this. So let's talk right. more about having uh, more conversations like this in the future. Yeah, and for great. those of you who don't follow Kimberly, Kimberly post say hi in the comments so that whoever's watching that doesn't already follow you will follow mm-hmm. you, will know what account you're with. Um, and so if you guys are ever looking for more tips and tricks around creating a healthy family culture, Kimberly is your person. This is her expertise. And so I invite you to follow her and uh, watch her stories and just gain all the insights and expertise that we can from you. So thank you for all that you do yeah. for us. Thank you so much. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye, everyone. Now more than ever, families need to hear that they can thrive even in the midst of chaos. If you enjoyed the podcast or if it's helped you in any ways, please leave a review in iTunes. It's the way you tell Apple that our show is worth recommending to others. We so appreciate your support. To learn more about Build Your Best Family, go to buildyourbestfamily.com.